Welcome back to Previously Gifted. Today's episode is mostly going to be about the Aziz Ansari um, allegations and kind of this entire Time's Up, Me Too movement. Um, All of these stories coming out about Hollywood, mainly. Um, So that's going to be my primary focus because ever since I've been um, reading all of these stories and they're coming up so often... Um, I just have a lot to say, and especially about this particular situation, um, there's, there's so much to dive into. So, hang on, it's gonna be a, a pretty lengthy discussion this time, but, I mean, obviously that's what we're here for. Welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, though, I want to give a big shout out to my Patreon supporters. I now have five permanent podcast sponsors, um... First, I want to give a shout out to Liz W206. You guys can check her out on Instagram or Twitter. We also have Jerome at Grizzly, spelled G-G-R-Z-Z-L-Y. That's on Instagram or Twitter. And then we've got good old Joni K. We've got Lily Dillon and Matt Barham. I'm going to guess that it's pronounced Barham and not Barham. But yes, thank you guys so much. If you guys are interested in supporting the podcast, you can check out my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash previously gifted. And for those of you who are confused, why would anyone contribute? This is a free podcast. You're right. Um, If you are able to, and if you really just want to become a big old supporter, you can donate. It is completely optional, but um, patrons do enjoy a little bit of bonus attention from me, as if that's something to pay for. Um, but most importantly, I have bonus episodes that are posted only through my Patreon. So that's your whole you know, pitch about Patreon. And now we can really get started. So I made like notes and an outline for this because uh, there's so much I have to say about this Aziz story. And um, Nathan and I were talking about it a lot yesterday, and then we were (laughs) taking a lift home from the city, and we spent the entire, like, 40-minute ride talking about it, and I feel bad for our lift driver if he wasn't down to be listening to a very passionate conversation about, you know, consent and assaults and things like that. But, um, so this goes without saying, uh, this is a trigger warning for those of you who may not want to listen to anything about um, sexual assaults, etc. There's your warning. So first I'm going to go through this story. Um, I've made some notes, so don't mind me checking these out. So there was an article slash interview posted on a website called Babe of a then 22-year-old photographer from Brooklyn who basically met Aziz Ansari, in case you guys don't recognize the name. He was um, on Parks and Rec, and he has his own show called Masters of None, which is on Netflix. He actually just won Best Actor in a Comedy at the Golden Globes for Masters of None. So he's a pretty big deal, and I personally am um, a really big fan of his work. So, I'm sorry, (laughs) I hit the microphone. I was really disappointed when this came out, but um, we'll talk about it, and and we'll see how I feel in the end. 
So basically, this woman, her nickname is Grace for the sake of protecting her identity. Um, she met him at an Emmy's after party. They texted, they arranged to meet up and go on a date. So back in September, um, they went out to dinner and they, you know, talked, they went on a little walk. And then things, to me, reading through this, get weird right when dinner ends. You know, she talks about how kind of abruptly the dinner ends. <laughs> like, they're not even done with their drinks and he, you know, pays the bill and immediately is like, let's go, you want to go to my place? Um, so she's like, all right, um, okay. So they head over to his place and um, let me just check my notes. She remembers feeling uncomfortable at how quickly things escalated. So basically, um, immediately, within like minutes of getting into his place, you know, they were kissing and then he wanted her to get up on the counter and he like went down on her and it was all just like very, very fast. Um, so that's the first point that she makes about feeling, sorry, I need to get my goddamn pen out of the way. What's the point of a pop filter if I'm just going to be hitting it with my pen, making additional noise? Um, so that's the first time that she mentions, at least in this interview, that she felt uncomfortable. Um, within minutes, he said he was going to grab a condom and she's like, hey, let's relax. Let's slow it down. Let's chill. And then he does this this move where he jams his fingers in her mouth and then tries to finger her. And he does this repeatedly throughout the night, um, which to her was just a very aggressive and like just uncomfortable move, you know? It's like something like that can be something that someone enjoys, but to her it was just so sudden and, and aggressive that, you know, it definitely wasn't a turn on for her. Um, so, over the next few minutes, he repeatedly moves her hand to his dick, and, you know, she'd move it away, he would move it back. Um, he kept following her around the apartment, so, like, it was like a game of cat and mouse. Like, she was trying to slow things down, she was trying to, um, <laughs> take a second to breathe, and he was just, like, following her, you know? He was very much... Um, trying to get her to, you know, touch his dick or whatever. He just, he wanted to have sex. Um, so soon she starts to pull away. She, like, kind of just, like, stops moving and stops reacting, thinking that he would get the hint and, like, notice that she clearly wasn't into it, at least as much as he was. Um, so it's, like, this first part of the interaction at his place is just like from what we hear from her it was uncomfortable it was rushed and just strange how how into it he was he was so ready within minutes he was ready to have sex with her and and okay this is the thing in this kind of situation she's on a date with a celebrity so that's exciting and she's clearly interested in him she's interested in his work um, he's interested in her, but in this kind of situation, you have to pay attention to the power dynamic because even though he may be interested in her, you know, he wanted to go on a date, you're still, as Grace, this woman, 
you are in the presence of a celebrity. Now you're in his house. It's his domain. And he is setting the pace. So immediately, <laughs> when you get back to his place, he wants to have sex with you within 10 minutes. Um, even for somebody that you're attracted to, and maybe she would have been interested in having sex with him or doing whatever, you need to be given time to adjust to the situation and to get comfortable with the person. I mean, just going out to dinner isn't going to make you want to have sex with someone immediately, necessarily. And that's the thing about a situation like this is, like, obviously it's personal. Um, I can't even get into, like, what people are comfortable doing on a first date. Some people literally nothing. Some people a kiss. Some people a little bit of something. Some people are right with having sex. It's it's completely personal. And that's why this is so uncomfortable to read because, I mean, in, in the interview and this article, um, she expresses how uncomfortable she felt. But, you know, as a woman, I'm sure most people who have read this can just completely relate to this kind of situation where, I don't know, it's just, it's just off a little bit. Um, And that's the thing, though, still, you are on a date with someone that you're interested in, and things may stumble a bit, it may be a little awkward or uncomfortable, because things are new, you're trying to get to know a person, Um, so it's not like people are expecting this kind of situation to be flawless without any awkward moments, but... um, I'll continue reading in a minute and going through her story, but obviously it gets more uncomfortable. So let's take a breather and I'll be right back. And we're back. This time I've got um, screenshots of the actual article, so I'm just going to read those. Um, It says, Ansari wanted to have sex. She said she remembers him asking again and again, where do you want me to fuck you, while she was still seated on the countertop. She says she found the question tough to answer because she says she didn't want to fuck him at all. I wasn't really even thinking of that. I didn't want to be engaged in that with him, but he kept asking, so I said, next time. And he goes, oh, you mean second date? And I go, oh, yeah, sure. And he goes, well, if I poured you another glass of wine now, would it count as our second date? He then poured her a glass and handed it to her. She excused herself to the bathroom soon after. This part pisses me off so much because it's like, do you think you're being funny? I don't I don't understand that, like, if I poured you another glass, would that count as a second date? It's like, it's so strange because, I mean, it's so weird to be reading this and thinking of Aziz because, again, I am a fan um, of his work and I'm a fan, I was a fan of, like, him as, you know a woke, lol, a woke person or, you know, a feminist because he's spoken out um, about a lot of these issues in public before. So to hear him or read about him acting like this is just like, it's, it's icky. Um, And then obviously he's just trying to get her drunk so that she'll be down to fuck him. That is problematic. It shouldn't, even need to be stated that's that's problematic but I'll talk about this a little bit later but a lot of people um particularly a lot of men don't find that problematic it's like such a normal part of our dating and sex culture to ease everything 
with alcohol. But when somebody says, I don't want to have sex now, maybe next time, and then you suggest more alcohol, that's not the answer. (sighs) So, um, then he says, okay, so then she goes to the bathroom and she's in there for five minutes trying to collect herself, trying to calm down, trying to just even reassess, like, what is happening in the situation. Um, so she comes back out, he asks if she's okay, and she's like, yeah, I just, you know, I want to take it slow, basically. So he says, okay, let's chill on the couch. I'm going to look at the next screenshot. Um, oh yeah, she said, I don't want to feel forced because then I'll hate you and I'd rather not hate you. Um, so then they go chill on the couch and she thought that he completely understood what she meant. He said, okay, um, you know, I want us both to be able to have fun. It's not fun if you're not having fun. Like, let's chill on the couch. Couch. So she was okay with that. And then apparently he instructs her to go down on him. And it's like, what? Like, <laughs> she just told you that she wanted to take things slow, that she wasn't feeling comfortable. You say, let's chill on the couch, and then you want her to suck your dick. It's, it makes me so mad. Um, The quote says, he sat back and pointed to his penis and motioned for me to go down on him. And I did. I think I just felt really pressured. It was literally the most unexpected thing I thought would happen at that moment because I told him I was uncomfortable. Now, in this situation, this is something people who are critical of this um, article are talking about. If she wasn't interested, why would she go down on him? Why would she give him multiple blowjobs? Why would she let him go down on her or finger her or whatever? And it's like, okay, again, in this situation, I'm assuming, again, you're you're on a date with someone that you might like, so there is a little bit of sexual tension there, and you may be interested, But again, you need to be consenting in every step of it, especially because this is a first date. So it's like, just because she was somewhat willing to engage in those sex acts doesn't mean that she didn't feel pressured to do it. Like, that's the issue. She felt pressured. And, God, I read so many tweets from people who just, like don't understand. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Let me get through this. Um, oh god, this is the worst part. Soon he pulled her back up onto the couch. She would tell her friend via text later that night. He made out with me again and says, doesn't look like you hate me. So again, she had said, like, I don't want to feel forced because then I'll hate you. And then he, like, uses that back at her in some, like, trying to be cheeky response and it's like ew that's gross because now he thinks it's all good and he clearly couldn't tell that she was still uncomfortable feeling obligated or forced to go down on him and then he gives that response doesn't look like you hate me oh that grosses me out so also (laughs) i wanted to talk about the concept of like netflix and chill because It's interesting that he, okay, she says she's uncomfortable. He goes, okay, let's chill on the couch. She was probably thinking, all right, great, we're just going to chill on the couch. Might watch some TV, just, like, sit and pause all this, like, you know, all the 
pursuing of sexual acts or whatever. Um, but I think he was thinking in more of like a Netflix and chill kind of way. Like, is it fucking for real that we cannot literally, we as in people dating, can't literally actually watch Netflix and literally chill? Like, Netflix and chill, I know the joke is that that's code for just like hooking up, but it's like, uh, uh, you know, like <laughs> at a point there should still be the option to literally just watch something together and not get kissed or groped or have a guy try to force your head to his fucking penis, you know? So that, like, that bothered me. Because I think that's a common misconception of guys or just people in general. And again, when I say guys, I don't want to completely overgeneralize here. Um, But I mean, the issue that Time's Up and, like, Me Too and these movements are mostly um, discussing is, like, I guess, typical heterosexual relationships. Um, and, and most of the time, men are the perpetrators. Um, men can also be victims. But, you know, for the sake of this podcast discussion, I'm saying men, but I mean men who do these things or people who do these things because women are capable of, um, you know, pressuring people or forcing people to do sexual acts as well. But again, it's a generalization, so bear with me. So again, she says she's not ready. He says, how about we just chill this time with clothes on? Oh, this was after he, he like weirdly takes out this like full length mirror and like starts like jamming his penis against her and like looking at it. And that's just like, that is such a horrifying image. Um, And to read that is so disturbing because... She says, like, you could see how into it he was, and you could see how completely not into it I was. And just, like, to have to literally, like, see yourself being, like, violated in that way, it's, like, I mean, yeah, it is a violation to have someone's genitals smacking against you and you having to watch when you're not into it. So, again, she says she's not ready, and he says, how about we just chill this time with clothes on? That's the thing also with Aziz and this story, is he goes back and forth from being this, like, super aggressive, like, in the article they refer to it as this, like, horny 18-year-old boy kind of attitude. Like, just like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, I'm gonna shove my fingers down your throat, and you're gonna fucking suck my dick. I'm gonna fuck you in this mirror. Um, (laughs) He goes from that to, like, oh, friendly, understandable or just kidding, understanding guy who's like, I totally get you. We can totally just chill with our clothes on. And it's like, it's, it's very weird. I think he definitely knows, like, he knows the boundaries of what he's not supposed to do. And he's just barely tiptoeing along what's considered, like, okay. Or, like, what's, you know, kind of a blurred line. Um... And then he knows these lines that are, like, the friendly, like, oh, I don't even care. We don't even have to hook up. We can just chill. So he keeps, like, pulling these out, but, like, alternating back and forth. And it's, like, very disconcerting. So you can understand how in a situation like this, Grace would be, like, okay, fine. We've got a moment. Maybe he'll actually leave me alone. Like, physically, maybe he will just let us sit and chill out for a minute. So then she gives him another chance to mellow out. But time and time again, over this, like, 
pretty short interaction. Like, this has been happening for however long as they've been at his place, but apparently it was, like, a short amount of time. From the minute they walked in the door, he was trying to fuck her. And she's just trying to get him to pay attention to her verbal and nonverbal communication and just, like, let them fucking sit for a second. So he pulls this and he says, let's just chill with clothes on. Um, Then they get on the couch and soon enough he's kissing her, sticking his fingers in her throat, trying to undo her pants. Again, it's like, what? By now, what part of this could you, as a, a man in his 30s, who's definitely dated before, who apparently understands, you know, sex and what's fair and what's not fair and feminism, whatever. Just as a decent person who understands how sex is supposed to work, how the fuck can you pretend like you don't understand? You know, like, if you can't read body language, if you can't listen to what she's saying and translate those, I don't feel comfortable with this, I don't want to hate you, I don't want to feel pressured, if you can't translate those statements into a no, then you're a fucking idiot. Or you're just completely ignoring it. And we don't know what the situation is in in this case. Is Aziz just so, I don't know, dumb that he isn't realizing that she's comfortable in this? Is he really misreading all of these signals? Or is he just ignoring it and doing what he wants to do? That's the question. So finally, she's, she's fed up and she gets up. She gets her phone and says that she's going to call a ride home. And he offers, no, I'll get your car. Um, And makes her fucking take the name Essence, which is a name that he used in Masters of None, like as a code name. And it's like, what the fuck kind of weird ass flex is this? Like, ugh, that that makes me like so mad (laughs) that he like would pull out his like dumb, like, oh, I'm going to make you use my code name for my show. (sighs) It's just like the fuck, dude? Like, you clearly don't understand the night that she just had because you're here, like, making jokes and still trying to convince her to stay when she's, like, she's expressed so much discomfort. It's just, like, it's it's really, really weird. Um, again, let's take another little break and we will be back. Soon I'll be giving my commentary. We're pretty much done reading through the article. Um, I know this has been, like, a really long explanation, But you guys can read the article on Babe if you are interested. I definitely think it's worth reading yourself because you really get the full, um, you know, the whole situation from Grace's perspective. But yeah, let's take our break. And we're back. Um, So basically, in general, this date, this night... Um, it was weird. She felt upset. She felt uncomfortable. Um, I'm going to read another screenshot. She told Babe, I believe that I was taken advantage of by Aziz. I was not listened to and ignored. It was by far the worst experience with a man I've ever had. So I think that's an important conclusion to this article, this piece, because Again, I'm going to read, like, a lot of, like, critics, like, people who are kind of more on Aziz's side and are blaming Grace as the victim. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, if this is rape, then every girl's been raped or everyone's been raped. It's like, okay, first of all, you have to be careful with word choice. She never said that this was rape. I don't think she even referred to it herself as sexual assault. She basically just kept this umbrella of, like, 
I feel like I was taken advantage of, I wasn't listened to, I was ignored, and it was a terrible experience. And um, so Grace texted Aziz, and, you know, he was like, oh, it was so nice last night, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, actually, I had a bad time, and I actually felt like you didn't pay attention, you know, etc. And he's like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I must have misread things. To me, it's like, I feel like that text is just, like, playing dumb and, like, covering his ass. You know, I can only speculate because I don't know what he was actually thinking. But it just seems like such a fucking bullshit excuse to say that you, as a fully grown man, um, who I'm sure has experienced dating, couldn't tell that this woman felt uncomfortable and was not as willing as you to engage in these various sex acts. It's just like, oh, I was misreading all the signs. What? <laughs> okay. So this is this is kind of the thing I want to get, get into. I've seen a lot of people tweet about kind of dating culture in response to this and basically how our sex has become like this, yeah, like a chase. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. When we're kids, like women, girls are told if a boy chases you around, if he's mean to you, if he picks on you, he likes you. And then if a girl plays hard to get, she likes you. Um, so then with that ingrained in our minds, when we're dating and when we're having sex, some people still think that those rules somehow apply. Like, that's the way to behave. Like, oh, if a girl's playing hard to get, she wants it, dude. You just have to try harder. No. That, that is so, so fucking wrong. But apparently, a huge amount of people don't find anything wrong with what happened with Aziz. And they're calling this girl, you know, they're referring to Me Too and the Time's Up movement, and especially this situation, a witch hunt. Nothing happened. They're just trying, they're just trying to blacklist all the men in Hollywood. No, we're, we're trying to raise awareness. And if guys really, truly are this clueless and cannot tell that what they're doing makes women uncomfortable or makes their partners uncomfortable, then this is the time to educate them. This is the time that men need to shut up and listen for a second and read an article like that, not discount it immediately. Read it and try to understand that in this situation, Aziz's actions may be similar to what a lot of guys are used to doing. They're used to chasing a girl around. They're used to, you know, they think the sexual tension is built up during a date and they rush home. And, and literally it's portrayed in movies where people rip each other's clothes off and it's this passionate, immediate thing and you're fucking on countertops and everything that they've seen in movies or porn or even their own dating life reflects that. And it's like this like super aggressive, weird kind of sex. And it makes you forget that you need to pay attention to the other person. So that's the thing. A lot of guys have probably not even read this full article, to be honest. But they've seen, you know, the headlines about this. And they're like, wow, so everybody's a sexual assault victim now? All girls are being assaulted if a guy wants to just hook up with you? It's like, just get your fucking head out of your ass for a second and try to listen. So this is a tweet I saw. Um, it was part of a thread. At Arnessa, R-R-R-Arnessa, in case you want to look up this tweet. 
This isn't new. Men have been raised to believe that they can break women down into having sex with them. They can get us drunk enough. They can plead and guilt us into it. They can chase us and exhaust us until we do whatever they want. It's in almost every romantic movie ever. And this tweet for me was like spot on because it's like, okay, in this situation, Aziz, I don't think he raped her, um, but he definitely pressured her. He definitely um, was unrelenting in his pursuit of her. He definitely didn't ask for consent. Um, and he he crossed a lot of lines. That's the hard thing. It's like, just, just like... I don't, I don't want to say, like, what is or isn't rape or sexual assault or, you know, like, I, I don't think I'm the person to define these things, if that makes sense, because a lot of people argue about what counts as, what counts as assault? At what point does something count as harassment? And at what point does it become assault? I don't know. I don't think I'm well, well versed enough in all of this to be able to say. Um, but that's the thing is like, so people reading this, some people are like, he didn't rape her. Like, they're just like, they're just at home. And she was willing because she let him kiss her. She went into his house. Like, if a woman's going to go into a guy's house after a date, of course he's going to expect to have sex with her. It's like, what? No, that expectation is a problem. Expecting that you're owed sex just because you went on a date with a woman and now she came back to your house, nothing should be expected. And that's the crazy important thing um, about consent and getting what a ton of people refer to as enthusiastic consent. That's the yes. That's the yeah, let's do this. It's like it can be verbal. It can be nonverbal. It's body language. You pay attention to how the other person is, you know, leading actions. It's like that's the tough thing. It's like a lot of people were like, if she was so not into it, why didn't she say no? She didn't say no, therefore, she must have wanted it or been okay enough with it. Do girls not know how to call cabs anymore? That's something I've seen. And I'm like, you cannot understand, apparently, what it's like to be a woman. And there are just so many factors going on. You're in a man's house and there's like a safety element. You know, you never know how someone's going to react. Some girls and women are killed for saying no, for rejecting a man's sexual advances. And you may be like, okay, this is a Z-Zone, sorry, he's not gonna kill you. But you never know. And as a woman or as, as anyone in these situations, you have to be careful and you may want to say no um, or you may want to just slow things down, see how the rest of the night goes. Again, like I said, I feel like maybe there's a possibility she would have been down to hook up or more willing to do these things, she would have, you know, had a chance to consent if he wasn't already in the middle of trying to do something, you know? He didn't even give her the chance to, like, say a yes or a no. So then she she relied on nonverbal communication, largely, or saying things that weren't, like, a direct no. Because, I mean, honestly, like, who... It's not often that we we say direct yeses in forms of consent. I mean, some people are super into that. You know, whatever you like to do. Some people prefer to non-verbally express that they're into it. Um, but I feel like the same goes for saying no and denying consent. It's like, it's more rare for people to say no 
I don't want to have sex with you. You know, people say it in other ways, like, I'm tired, Um, how about next time? Or, you know, there are any number of things that imply a no, and that should be obvious. It's not a maybe, it's not a convinced me, it's not a mixed signal. That's something that's so frustrating about this, is like, guys read it and they're like, I don't understand what the situation is. And some women too. I've seen lots of women um, about the situation saying, she was sending mixed signals, whatever. So people are saying mixed signals. Um, it's like, no. If there are so many no's in there or things that would imply a no, it's a no, you know? <laughs> like, it's not mixed. Ooh, do you want to have sex? Hmm, a lot of this is saying no, but some of this is saying yes. Hmm, she's going along with some of these actions. Uh, it's a no. It's not a mixed signal. So, um, I'm going back to my notes because I had other points I wanted to make. Um, so yeah, it's like, um, some people were like, if this is considered assault, then every woman has been assaulted. Wow. Um, first of all, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, whether you want to call this kind of situation assault or if you want to call it by some other name, the facts are that somebody is not consenting 100%. They're expressing uncertainty, expressing discomfort. Um, It's not 100% consensual. Um, So it's like, every woman has done this. Every woman has gone through this. Yeah, that's the problem. The fact that I bet most women who have been sexually active can agree that they've had a similar kind of situation. And that's terrifying, you know? Like, I I have to say, like, I feel like when most of these stories come out, all I can do is share them. Because I, I mean, I don't have, I don't have very many experiences um, or anything that would lead me to say, like, me too. Um, And I'm lucky. I'm, I'm fortunate that I have evaded, you know, any traumatic experiences like that. I don't think I've ever been sexually assaulted. Um, but even, yeah, even then saying, I don't think, it's like, fuck. It depends what you consider assault. If you consider a situation like this to be assault, then maybe. But anyway, that's, that's another issue. But, so usually I feel like I don't have anything, I don't have any of my own experiences to say I've gone through the same thing. But this situation, like, definitely, I absolutely understand, you know, men behaving this way sexually and thinking that it's fine, thinking that it's hot. Guys think that this, like, rough, hot sex is, like, the thing, but it's, like, that's only from their perspective. It's all about guys being, like, the super masculine, aggressive ones and girls just, like, being more submissive. And that may be cool and that may be hot if you're both consenting. But if this is a first date... And it's like this dynamic where she wasn't into it, she wasn't down, then it's not hot. It's fucking terrible. So anyway, I pretty much drove myself crazy, like, reading the tweets about this. Because, I mean, I was retweeting a ton of them that I agreed with. And then there were just so many men, and like I said, some women who just, they wouldn't, they wouldn't call this a, um, 
a credible situation. <laughs> and that made me so mad. It's like um, people saying like things like this are going to ruin the Me Too Time's Up movement. Like I'm all for women going against bad guys like Weinstein. But like this isn't sexual assault. We don't need to talk about this. And it's like, yeah, that's the problem. Um, I think it was Claire. Claire tweeted me and asked me to talk about kind of the difference between situations like Weinstein and this. I mean, there, there is such a world of difference between, you know, the very, very, very worst, if you can rate, you know, sexual assault from worst to least painful. It's like, it's all painful. And I'm not trying to minimize that. But, you know, there, there are more extreme situations. And I guess even, I don't know, I, I would call this a more minor situation, but it's still serious. So again, be, be careful with like what I'm saying. Um, but it's like something like Weinstein, where it's like dozens of women came out and it was like 100% you know, non-consensual. They were just being approached when they were just trying to get a job and he lured them with his, like, power and trapped them in rooms sometimes. You know, those kind of situations where it's like they weren't on a date. There was no question. Um, and then the women either protested or, you know, whatever. And then you get down to a situation like this Aziz situation that, that I would say is just more nuanced. Because again, um, some people see it as not a problem. They see it as normal. It's been normalized to have this kind of behavior. Um, but it is nuanced in the fact that, yeah, there's there's so many factors in it. Because she, she did agree, or not agree, I don't know. She did go down on him. She let him go down on her. They were kissing. So some of it was allowed and some of it made her feel uncomfortable. And a lot of it you know, she wasn't enthusiastic about. And that's why it's a bit of a gray area and it's harder for people to understand. And they say that a situation like this is ruining the movement because it's not as serious or they don't see, you know, the problem in it. Um, and it's like someone doesn't need to be assaulted or raped, you know, in the most extreme way for it to be as scarring, you know? Like, sh she said that was, like, the worst night of her life. That was the worst experience with a man she's ever had. And I don't think that anyone can discredit the way that that night made her feel. So it's like... Oh, I need to take a breather, and my camera's about to pause. So let's take a break. <laughs> I kind of feel like I've been talking in circles, so sorry if I've been repetitive and stuff. It's just like, again, I've gone over so much with this in my mind and in conversation and in reading other people's tweets and, you know, articles about it that I, I'm just very scatterbrained and there's a lot that's going on in my head. Um, I wanted to take a second to read Aziz's statement because um, that was one of the things when I was talking to Nathan about this. He's like, he's like, yeah, I read that. It's terrible, but I think we should wait until we see Aziz's statement, you know, because the trend or what's been happening lately is one of these accusations comes out and then I think 99% of the time the guy admits to it um, and says, yes, I have done this, I acknowledge it, I apologize. 
Um, but Nathan was like, you know, it's possible that it's, you know, that he has something to say that will change the situation. So I was like, okay, let's wait. So his, his statement came out and it says, in September of last year, I met a woman at a party. We exchanged numbers. We texted back and forth and eventually went on a date. We went out to dinner and afterwards we ended up engaging in sexual activity, which by all indications was completely consensual. That's a weird statement, first of all. It's like very, very blunt, short sentences. And it's all we, 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 which like implies consent, you know, because he's talking for both of them as if everything they did together was completely, you know, we, um, which by all indications was completely consensual. All indications. What indications do you need to realize that these were not 100% consensual? I just, the fact that he would, he would call, you know, all of her nonverbal acts and her, you know, turning away, moving his hand, saying she was uncomfortable, all of these things that she did, I would say are not indications of completely consensual sex acts. The next day, I got a text from her saying that although it may have seemed okay, upon further reflection, she felt uncomfortable. It was true that everything did seem okay to me, so when I heard that it was not the case for her, I was surprised and concerned. I took her words to heart and responded privately after taking the time to process what she had said. I continued to support the movement that is happening in our culture. It is necessary and long overdue. Aziz Ansari. This is just like a very weird statement. He's literally just saying, oh, I didn't realize what I did made her feel uncomfortable. Uh, I was surprised and concerned and I took it to heart and then I responded. He literally doesn't even apologize. It's just like, it's very, very strange. Like, I feel like he said the dead minimum that he could about this. He didn't add any new information. Literally all of that was, was, you know, it matched what she said in the article. So it's like, he didn't, he didn't add anything else. So it's, it's very strange. When I read that, I was like, this, this changes nothing. It's just like the same as when you read the text exchange between them, because it's up in the, the Babe article as well. Um, you can see what she said and how he responded, but this, this statement gives nothing else. So I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, it definitely doesn't, doesn't make anything better. It doesn't change anything at all. It's not, not much of a statement. Um, another thing, probably the last thing I want to discuss is like, in a situation like this, Sometimes the internet, Twitter, refers to people as being canceled, which is kind of annoying. It's overdone. Um, but in in cases like Weinstein, it's a huge deal and it's major news and it actually does make waves. And in some situations, the guys really do like have um, negative impacts on their career and they are, you know, fired or something. You know, there are repercussions and there are consequences to their actions. Um, in a case like this, it's like, again, I was slash am a fan of Aziz's work. I like his comedy. Um, but this does make me think slightly less of him. Do I think that he's all around a terrible person? No. But 
to know that this is probably how he behaves often in dating, that makes me uncomfortable. And the fact that he... I don't know. It's just, like, it's, it's again, weird. Because who am I to make any kind of judgment on a celebrity or someone I don't know's, like, sex life? But based on this information, it's, it's disconcerting. And the thing is, we don't know if there's going to be more allegations against Aziz that, you know, contribute to the, the narrative or add to the narrative or change anything. Um, this is all we have. We have one account from one woman and one meaningless statement from Aziz, which I think, I don't know, his statement kind of makes it seem like there's nothing else that'll come out. Because, you know, some guys, as soon as any word breaks, they try to be the first to, like, admit to it, you know? Like, if one thing comes out and they know there's a tsunami of accusations behind them, they try to jump the gun so that they get out ahead of all of those other statements. But Aziz's statement is kind of like... Yes, that did happen. I didn't realize she felt uncomfortable, but now I've reflected on it. And it's like, huh. It's definitely not um, comforting or anyway, you know? But, wow. So anyway, it's like, should something like this end Aziz's career? I I don't know. Again, I'm not the person to say, but I think that it, it is problematic for people to, you know think that this movement, the Time's Up, Me Too movement, is about every possible wrongdoing canceling a career or, like, ruining a life. It's like, no, I mean, ideally, situations like this and this story in particular will be used to help people understand, maybe help other guys who don't realize what they're doing is so damaging, make them reflect on their own actions and change them and pay more attention to women and their partners in general, men or women, and consent, and pay attention, look for the things that imply no, because it's not always a big, screaming, resounding no, you know, sometimes it's just even a hand being pushed away, or, you know, it can be anything, so sorry for the kind of heavy episode today, you guys, but I think it was definitely important to talk about, and I'm glad that I finally got to chat it through, because I've had so much of this on my mind, um, let me know what you guys thought about it in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or something, leave a review. I don't know if you can leave reviews on, not on SoundCloud, but on, on Apple Podcast or Google Play. This is on Google Play now, I think. Anyway, I love you guys. Talk to you next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.